What's up, everybody? My name is David E.J. Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And welcome back. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Eh, I'm okay. Big move tomorrow. Not to timestamp this. I like to keep things evergreen, which is a very cool thing to say in any media business. You sound very smart, intellectual, evergreen. But if you've been a routine listener of this podcast so far, then you know I've talked a time or two about my move. Moving day is officially tomorrow. I'm gearing up Godspeed to myself. Okay, well, I can't get out of the Midwest because today we're talking about the Chicago Bears. Rookie quarterback Justin Fields has been getting as much hype as anybody in football outside of fellow rookie Trey Lance. And today we're going to get the inside scoop about Fields, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, and more. I dialed up Sean Hammond. He covers the Chicago Bears for Bears Insider which is a part of Shaw Media. You can find him at Sean underscore Hammond on Twitter. And you can find his work at Bears underscore Insider as well. He joined us last year and he was kind enough to do so again. And he pretty much nailed the Bears last time out. And I'm quite certain he did again. So what are we waiting for? Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Hammond. Hello, Sean. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, man? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Thank you for joining me. I know it's a crazy time of year for you and your industry, so thanks for hopping on. And uh, Yeah, no problem. Why don't we hop right in? Uh, I don't want to take uh, too much of your time, as I, I know it's valuable uh, right now. So I wanted to... Uh, ask right off the top here i believe you were at the bears dolphins inter-squad practices or scrimmages whichever way is the best to say that any big takeaways from those sessions for the offensive side of the ball i don't know it's it's hard to take take away a, a ton from just one day so far but you know you look at the the bears offensive i i would say the thing that stood out most was really the bears defense and i thought the bears uh you know defensive front looked really good against miami today but if you're looking at the other side of the ball I, you know there wasn't a whole lot to take away Allen Robinson did not practice today today was the first day with the Dolphins they have one more tomorrow Uh, so no A-Rob you know Andy Dalton's generally looked pretty good in camp you know overall and and that was again the case today I know he and Fields both threw interceptions today but otherwise they were looking pretty good Uh, Dalton's really crisp out there He's doing all the right things. He's hitting the open guy and, you know, maybe he's not wowing you. He, he has thrown some, some nice deep balls, but I don't know if the consistency is going to be there or not when it gets to the regular season, but, but overall he has looked pretty good. Well, I'll tell you right away that uh, that is something that fantasy gamers are maybe not so thrilled to hear as fantasy Twitter has pretty much cleared out a space in Canton for Justin Fields uh, based off uh camp hype. But 
Before we dig into the fields and uh, this offense more as a whole, let's uh, do a quick recap of the Bears in 2020. The Bears were 22nd overall in points scored, 26th in yardage. This is despite being a top eight team in pass attempts. They also moved up from 15th to 11th in total plays run. So not a ton of efficiency overall. This is also a team that seemed to not have a true identity last year as they ran 56% of their plays out of 11 personnel, but a league high 8% out of four wide receiver sets. We can throw this out a bit because the MVP of the Nickelodeon broadcast, Mitch Trubisky, has moved on to Buffalo and incomes fields. But starting QB aside, what can we expect from this Bears offense in terms of scheme, formations, tendencies for 2021? Yeah, so, so you know, as, as you're sort of recapping what went on last year, it's, it's hard to, to look at that offense and, and necessarily make those parallels. You know, they were waffling on their quarterback with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. And, and really not until December did they, they sort of figure out what they were trying to do. And so you look at the last maybe six weeks of the season, they played a lot better offensively than they did previously. Now, the offense isn't going to change a whole lot. You know, they still have the same Matt Nagy's still coaching. They still have, for the most part, all the same offensive coaches, same coordinator. They're still going to try to do the same things. But I think the hope is that that Andy Dalton and or Justin Fields at some point this year can, can do what they want to do a little bit more efficiently than what Mitch Trubisky could do. Well, let's talk about that quarterback situation next. Uh, we've heard high praise for Dalton so far, which I'm not going to say it caught me off guard, but uh, I think, as I previously stated, people are really hoping Fields gets in there. Can you talk to us more about Andy Dalton so far and what you've seen from Justin Fields? Uh, people are ready for Justin Fields camp talk. Yeah, so so let me let me pump the brakes a little bit on on the Andy Dalton stuff. On what I was saying, you know, yeah, he's looked good, but I'm I'm not necessarily buying stock in Andy Dalton at this point. Uh, you know, he should look good. He's been around ten years. He's he knows what he's doing. I still think at some point they're going to move on to Justin Fields. It's really hard to get a read on when that's going to be, and I think it really depends on on the situation and and if the Bears are winning because I I do think it if they're winning and they're, they're in the playoff hunt with Andy Dalton as quarterback, they're going to ride that out, you know, as long as they can and, and give Justin Fields as much time uh, as, as they, they want to give him on the bench and, and learning, uh, you know, fantasy fantasy players don't want to hear that, but that could be the case. Now, I don't know that the bears are necessarily going to be competing for a playoff spot in which case, you know, sometime, I don't know when it is. I don't know if it's week four. I don't know if it's week six, eight, 10, whatever. At some point, Justin Fields is going to get in there. And, and I really do think they're going to make the switch, especially if, if this is a team that's not in contention for a playoff spot. And it seems like head coach Matt Nagy, he's holding party line with Dalton as the QB one for week one and potentially beyond. Yes, that that is the plan right now. And, and that's not going to change. Uh, I would not expect that to change barring an injury before week one. I, I would expect Andy Dalton to be out there on September 12th. Well, let's talk about the guys in the wide receiver room next. The Bears have Allen Robinson, whose agents really should be getting this guy a floor sponsorship because he is the floor king. But fantasy gamers are most interested in ceilings. How has Allen looked? I know he got banged up. And I mean, he's he's the quintessential guy that operates despite his QB, right? Like he produces no matter who's under center. But I do wonder, has between Fields and Dalton, has uh, he had more of a connection with either QB, one over the other? I'll say this. Um, there there was a little bit of 
a hamstring injury apparently today, but other than that, he's been out there every day and he has looked rock solid. I mean, Allen Robinson has been catching everything and, you know, making those, those really impressive catches in traffic and doing all those things that he normally does. I will say that, you know, we've seen him a lot more with Andy Dalton. Justin Fields hasn't, hasn't played a whole lot with the first team. Uh, you know, we see Fields and, and Robinson, you know, in the early part of practice when they're just throwing it out there with no defense and, and warming up and all that. But we haven't gotten to see those two as much in in 11 on 11 or seven on seven situation. Interesting nugget there with Fields not playing a lot with the ones. So what has Fields? We're going back now. I, I was trying to move forward, but now we're turning around. We're making a U-turn back to, to Fields. So let's talk more about Fields real quick. So he's playing with the twos. But overall, what have you? thought of fields in general in this rookie training camp yeah overall i mean it's it's really hard not to be impressed with his arm i mean he can sling it he can throw you know he can hit those deep balls and and he can throw it with some really good velocity in those shorter shorter yardage situations and every fantasy football manager is going to love his his ability to run and, and create things with his feet and you know he's a guy who scored i think five five or six touchdowns last season in the short college football season, rushing the ball. So, you know, you, you can see that sometimes in his ability to, to get out of, out of those sticky situations in the pocket and, and just pick up maybe five, 10, 15 yards with his feet is really impressive. And, uh, you know, he's, he's coming along. Like I said, he hasn't worked very much with the ones he's, he's really been, been pretty much, they they've stuck with, with Andy Dalton with the ones, Justin Fields with the twos and, and Nick Foles with the threes. And they've pretty much, that's what they said at the beginning. And that's pretty much how it's been since camp started as a bears writer. How do you feel about this strategy about the quarterback strategy? Correct. You know, I, I get what they're trying to do. And, and Matt Nagy's a guy who, who was the coordinator in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. And, and he saw how that dynamic worked with Alex Smith, who, by the way, was was at practice today, randomly uh, hanging out with Nick Foles a little bit on the sideline. But back in, in 2017, you know, Mahomes sat behind Smith and it worked out for them. Obviously, not every uh, rookie quarterback is going to come and be Patrick Mahomes. But that, that's sort of Nagy's background. That's what what they did then. So he's going to try to do that, that same thing. Now, now the situation dictates that I don't have any problem with them sitting him for, for a little while. And, and I think it, it's usually a good thing for a rookie quarterback to get, get his feet wet in training camp and then sort of learn behind a guy like Andy Dalton, who's been around. Now I do think at, at a certain point, you know, you're going to have to throw him in there and, and, you know, you can wait as long as you want, but you got to, throw him into the fire at some point. And, and if the Bears aren't winning games, they're going to have to make a change. Great stuff, Sean. Thank you so much. All right. Well, let's once again, we'll grab the wheel and we'll pivot back to what we were talking about before. And that's the wide receiver room. After Al Robinson is where I think we need some help. In complete synergy of crypto Twitter and fantasy Twitter, we have Daryl straight to the Mooney who put up a 61 catch just over 600 yards and 4TD rookie season. And then is it really Marquise Goodwin? And then we have four Former Georgia Bulldogs, Javon Wims and Riley Ridley. What have you seen from Mooney and how is this room going to play out? Mooney looks really good. I mean, he's going to be the, he's, he's solidly in that number two spot behind Allen Robinson. They had their first depth chart come out yesterday and they had Marquise Goodwin also starting in the, in the third spot. You know, they, they've really liked him. They've liked his speed. He's a guy who sat out last year, opted out. So we haven't seen him in, in over a year in a real game. Uh, he's 
battling, uh, uh, you know, they got a bunch of guys battling injuries, but he's been sitting out the last couple of practices, but it doesn't sound like anything to, to worry about really. Beside Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, the guys to watch for me are Goodwin and Demir Bird. Uh, they've been talking those two guys up a lot. They added they wanted to add some speed to that wide receiver room. You still got guys like Riley Ridley, Javon Wims in there. I, I don't necessarily know what to expect from them. They like Javon Wims' size. He's a little bit bigger guy, but I don't know that he's necessarily going to be out there, uh, you know, out snapping guys like Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird. Man, Bird is, uh, he finds a way on the field, no matter where he goes. An interesting uh, player, Demir Bird. Yeah, and we, and we got to talk to him today. He was uh, he was a fun little interview too. He he stuck, we, you know, we were all putting our audio recorders up on the table and he, he set his phone down and said, oh, I'm going to record this too. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> he's just messing around, but it, it, he's a, he's a fun one. And, and yeah, I, I'm curious to see how he fits in with this offense too. Cause you know, we've seen the speed and, and he's a little bit smaller guy, but you know, if, if he can, uh, find a spot in there he could be a good weapon moving on to the running backs third year man david montgomery won people leagues and money last season with the end of the season run that he went on he was smashing in every way he had 301 touches for over 1500 yards and 10 tds that's actually a wowza for me especially when you consider he had an average of five yards per touch double wowza montgomery is going 28th to 31st overall but rb 18 i think i just convinced myself of some buy-in with those season ending numbers how's montgomery looking and what can we expect yeah so he spent a lot of time this off season focusing on his speed and i guess he's a a little bit faster and you can see it when he's gotten those opportunities to to burst through the line and get a little bit of space when he can when he can sprint with nobody around him he's looked a little bit faster than you know he was already he, he he's he's such a big strong dude and when you can add a little bit of speed in there that's that's another uh, tool in his toolbox i guess he's looked really good he hasn't had any injury issues at all he's been in there every practice he, he's looking looking really good and you know i think they're going to want to do they, they figured some things out late in the season last year with him and the offensive line and i really think they're going to want to try to do some of those same things and, and and find ways to to get that running game going i would be a little bit concerned right now about where things are at on the offense offensive line because uh, both their tackles uh, their their presumed starting tackles that have have yet to practice during training camp that's Tevin Jenkins and Jermaine Fetty on the other the flip side of that you know the the middle of that offensive line has been solid and barring any injuries you know will be solid which is a good thing for David Montgomery but the the tackle situation would give me a little bit of pause as we're going towards the regular season here still expecting that volume but uh, maybe some empty volume as uh, the line isn't going to be clearing the way to let loose yeah and it's early, you know, we got a couple of weeks here to, to see how these injuries play out, whether there's something to really be concerned about as we head towards the regular season or not. But, but as far as volume, I mean, David Montgomery is the guy for sure. After Montgomery, we have Tariq Cohen still hobbling back. Can we get an update on him? Yeah, he has not practiced and uh, he's, uh, um, you know, he's he been walking around a little bit gimpy, not, not exactly looking like he's comfortable necessarily walking. I don't know what his situation is going to be moving forward. We haven't really gotten a straight answer from them. And, uh, you know, these ACL injuries, they take a while. He was injured in week three last year, which you would think would be a, a, a timeline where he could be back at this point. But but you, you never know. Everybody's different. At this point, we have not seen him do anything. He's just been along the sidelines uh, help, 
helping out here and there. You're obviously uh, around these guys every day and uh, have your finger on the pulse. Is there a general sense brewing that Cohen might not be a factor for this team this season? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, if a guy's not out there, you can't really expect to rely on him. So I, I don't know that he's, I don't know what this is going to look like as, as we go through these next couple of weeks of training camp and into the season, because it's one of those things where when camp opened and we saw that he was still not practicing, we thought, you know, okay, he's coming back from a really major injury. Let's give it some time. But, you know, as the weeks pass here, it's going to become a little bit more of an issue. And I think that's part of the reason why they've added some, some more pieces to that running back room too, because you don't necessarily need him at this point when you got guys like uh, Damian Williams and they got the rookie Khalil Herbert uh, coming in too. Speaking of Williams and Herbert, Williams definitely getting more of the buzz, but Herbert now starting to pop up on the timeline as well with some electric plays. Uh, what can you fill us in on these guys? Yeah. Damian Williams has uh, been a nice little addition. He can do a little bit of everything and, and I think he's definitely the, the solid number two right now uh, with Tariq Cohen out. Khalil Herbert is, you know, we might see him more in special teams situations uh, as a kick returner necessarily than, than getting, uh, you know, snaps at running back. But he, he could be in there a little bit too. But I would definitely expect Damian Williams to be that, that first option off the bench. And do you feel like uh, his year off, uh, he lost a step or he, he still looks like at least a solid NFL player? No, he, he looks good. I, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't see him prior to all this, uh, at least not in person, but but he looks good out there on the field and, and they've been finding different ways to use him, whether that's in the run game or the pass game. Herbert was a guy I kind of liked coming out of Virginia Tech. He was a bit lost in the shuffle, so I'm excited to see him in the preseason and, and what he can do as well. Rounding to the finish in the tight end room, Cole Komet is officially on the fantasy radar as people are drafting him aggressively and often. And actually, Sean, this is something you nailed for us last year by talking about the team's focus of going to the tight ends in the red zone that made jimmy graham very relevant in many weeks uh, last year as a flyer he did get in the end zone for us so jimmy graham's still around obviously are we still seeing some force-fed tight end targets in the red zone and how has cole Komet looked overall for fantasy gamers yeah, I would expect the Bears to to continue to use those tight ends heavily in the red zone. Cole Komet has looked great. Uh, we talked to him yesterday. He's, uh, you know, he's doing good. And, um, you know, I think you really just have to look at the snap count at the end of the last last season, the last uh, six weeks or so, to see where this, this tight end room is going with the Bears. You saw Cole Komet, you know, early in the year, he was snapping about 30%. Uh, most of the the first half of the season. And then towards the end of the year, it was up towards 70, 80. There was a game he he played every offensive snap for the Bears. So for that reason, you know, and, and based on what I've seen in camp so far, there's been a heavy, heavy dose of Cole Komet. I, I would expect him to be in there a lot this year. You know, they're still going to, and maybe this will be a, a, a little bit uh, annoying for those folks who, who are, are big time on commit, you know, they're still going to look to Jimmy Graham in the red zone. He's, he's a touchdown machine. You get him against a, a defensive back and he just, he just boxes out, uses those basketball skills of his, and he can really still be a weapon in the red zone. But I think overall Cole Komet is going to be out there a lot more. 
Sean, you've been with this team now a few years uh, and Mitch was the guy. And uh, obviously there was a little bit back and forth last year with Foles coming in. As we close out here, I I do have a a question, just the general sense about the offensive side of the ball going into this season compared to years past. Is there a different feeling, uh, an aura around the locker room? What's your thoughts about this team and where it's headed this year compared to others now that they kind of have not shed weight, but moved to another chapter, whatever cliche you want to use here. Yeah, yeah. They flipped the page on the quarterback thing. They added some more speed at the wide receiver, like we talked about with Goodwin and Bird. I'm personally, and this is this is maybe just me, I'm still in a little bit of the wait and see mode because you know we've heard them we've heard them talk about other other guys and other additions in the past and what that's gonna do for this offense. And and we still didn't really see that a whole, you know, we didn't see a ton of improvement last year, as opposed to 2019, the year before that. So yes, I think they've made some good moves. I think we still have questions about whether, you know, Allen Robinson is going to be Allen Robinson. He's, he's good. He's, you know, good all the time. It really doesn't matter who your quarterback is. David Montgomery seems like he's, he's sort of got things together at the end of last year. Hopefully he can stay healthy, but I think there's just a lot of questions about some of those, like we were talking about some of those, uh, you know, third receivers or, or some of those other guys who can really take your offense to the next level if if you got the right guys in those situations and given this weird deal with their their tackles right now being injured you know that's that's concerning and we're going to have to keep an eye on that so everything to me points to while yes i think they made some good moves and and there's potential i'm still uh pumping the brakes a little bit and and i kind of need to see it before i uh get too excited about it. Well, I think that's a smart strategy with everything you've expertly laid out for us about this Bears team, Sean. Thank you so much. Once again, uh, I have one final question and considering you're in wait and see mode, it it might be tough, uh, but we're going to make you put yourself out there. What's your boldest fantasy prediction for the Bears in 2021? Oh man. I don't even know if it, I don't know if this is a bold thing to say or not, but you know, I mean, Justin Fields has got to be in the the discussion. Uh, certainly, the second half of the year. I mean, I think he could be a big time, big time uh, uh, playmaker for this offense. Uh, you know, and and I should say all that. What I was saying about pumping the brakes on the offense that's that's all going to change as soon as Justin Fields is is the quarterback. I don't. I don't know necessarily that he's going to be, you know, come out here and, and do these amazing things as a rookie. But w- once you get him in there, that that sort of changes the dynamic. He's going to be in there at some point. I would fully expect him to be playing the second half of the year. And, and you know, we we see what these dual threat quarterbacks can do for a fantasy offense and, and, and for your fantasy team. If, if you got a guy who can score a rushing touchdown here and there, that's going to make a huge difference. And and hey, we saw what he could do against Clemson and and. Uh, the college football playoffs. And when when you're slinging the ball like that, you can be a real difference maker. Love it, Sean. Thank you so much. Once again, uh, you've said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? Yeah. So, so go to shawlocal.com. That's S H A W L O C A L.com for all of our bears coverage. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean. That's S E A N underscore Hammond. And Sean, you do a great job covering the team. Uh, I follow you and I see what you're putting out there. And I think any anyone looking for information about the Bears uh, should definitely give him a follow. He does a great job. So thank you so much for this. And uh, until next year, have a great season. Yeah, and, and thanks again for having me on. Justin Fields, the smash is coming. It's only a matter of time. But maybe not as soon as we would like. You are now dialed in.